I'm familiar with the BioGuard product. As you mentioned, originally it was designed specifically to use UV light to disinfect keyboards and now broader applications with other devices. Why is device disinfection important? Well, if you look at the, there, there's numerous studies that talk about how much bacteria content is found on, on those types of items. Um, I've seen some studies that have shown 25,000 bacteria strains per square inch on a cell phone and tablet. Um, and it, it, it's it's crazy. I mean, think about in a hospital environment where you're dealing with with people who are one, sick or infectious, or either, you know, trying to, maybe immunocompromised, trying to avoid sickness. And you come into the hospital, you know, you're sanitizing your hands. Um, you know, during COVID, a lot of hospitals are having to wear a mask and things. But as soon as you get past that that front reception area, you pull out the phone, everyone's sitting in the waiting room touching, and that stuff's getting contaminated all over the place. So our product can be used for on that on that patient side, you know, in the waiting rooms and other areas, but also once nurses and stuff, nurses and other professions come into the uh, the back areas of the hospital, um, you know, before maybe before they're going home, when they come into shift, off of shift. Um, you know, nurses certainly don't want to take germs home with them as well to their families and, and others. That's right. And there have been a lot of studies on this, uh, right? The one that I um, always go back to is Dr. Charles Gerba at the University of Arizona. He's known as Dr. Germ. He's the guy who does all these tests. And um, he has said that the cell phones are on average 10 times dirtier than a public toilet seat. And he actually did a study in healthcare where they put a marker on a cell phone in a single ward of the hospital. And then within 24 hours, that marker had transmitted to the entire facility. So we know that if you're ignoring device disinfection, that essentially you're negating your hand hygiene budget. So there's a lot of focus on improving hand hygiene. The CDC says that's the best way for us to reduce infections. But now we've shown that it's not enough just to have hand hygiene. You have to be cleaning those devices that are in common touch, constant touch uh, with your hands. So a dirty device will immediately, on a one-to-one -one basis, negate clean hands. So if hospitals or other facilities are making a large investment in hand hygiene, they're essentially wasting that money if they don't have a strategy around device disinfection. So uh, I think it's becoming greater awareness uh, that this is an area of need. Why UV? Why is UV the best solution for this issue? Well, UV's a powerful agent. I mean, it's been used or, or understood, it's been used since the beginning of time, but understood, I think, since late 1800s. But it's powerful, it's fast, um, it's effective. And mainly, you know, you're not dealing with chemicals and other things that, that could maybe damage the surfaces. You know, our device has been tested to check against device screens and other things that people are maybe concerned about. Um, UV certainly isn't used for all applications. But uh, for many of those hard surfaces, things like tablets and phones and, and other items, it's a it's a great, great game changer for the industry. Certainly, if you're trying to avoid chemical cleaners that may damage certain devices, UV is a great option. As you mentioned, UV technology has been around for a long time. In fact, I believe 1903, uh, there was a Nobel Prize awarded for UV light um, against uh, skin tuberculosis. And uh, it was widely used in the early 1900s until the advent of antibiotics, right? And then we had the magic pill, uh, which really was a game changer for hospital-acquired infections and has now become a little bit of a challenge because we have antimicrobial resistance from the overuse of antibiotics. And as a result, 
We've done a good job of creating these superbugs that are actually immune to antibiotics. And those who are following uh, this story know that the Profit Center for Developing New Antibiotics uh, has not been uh, uh, very strong. It's something that uh, the government is trying to take active steps on now so that new antibiotics are developed. But we really need to start looking at the tried and true cleaning methods and including UV in that discussion. And as a result of COVID, I think we've seen more adoption of UV. Can you talk a little bit about, you mentioned that you, you founded this company, you, you became an investor just prior to COVID, started your pilot programs just prior to COVID. What was the impact of COVID? What did you see? And what are your predictions for the future of UV? Yeah, I think, you know, you ask anybody the same thing. I think everyone can admit that COVID has been a roller coaster in many, many ways. Um, I think on a, on a UV specific element, uh, it brought a lot of awareness to the power of UV. You know, there were a lot of products came into the market. Um, some were simply looking to ride a trend and, and maybe not a real viable long-term product, but also just the looking for all, all those opportunities for any type of disinfection. I mean, there's shortages of everything possible to be able to, to sanitize and things. And so a lot of a lot of positive folks, I think, was brought to UV. Um, on a negative side, we know that it put healthcare through a many, many different crises. Um, staffing shortages and budget issues and and other challenges and and you know I think everyone's seen that roller coaster as well from from that side but um, I think that the biggest thing is 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 bringing awareness to the problem that you know there's there's always going to be germs um, that's something that's that's we're always going to be dealing with uh, COVID was an extreme case but there's also challenges that come up uh, regardless I mean even before COVID you think of healthcare associated illnesses and, you know, there's some studies I've seen have been around 80,000 Americans die each year from healthcare associated uh, illnesses or infections. And uh, thinking that, that we, we have to be more diligent on opportunities to reduce. Um, and we, we won't always be able to do everything or for, to prevent, but um, I think that's the biggest takeaway from COVID is that, okay, we've seen what happens on extreme case. How can we be more vigilant in, in uh, our preparation? And uh, it, COVID, I think, did bring a lot of uh, recognition to UV. But on the other side of it, as you mentioned, there were some players that came into the market that were riding the trend. And I think that caused some confusion in the marketplace because not all UV is the same. Um, you know, the, the UV magic wand is not going to accomplish your goal. And I think that created a lot of confusion in the market as well. And now as... Uh, in this post-COVID environment, you're starting to see some of those players uh, go by the wayside, and there's been some uh, industry consolidation in the UV space, which I think will be health healthy for the business. Um, UV is ideal for certain uh, disinfection modalities, and device disinfection is certainly one of them uh, because harmful chemical cleaners can damage some of these devices. And with such an emphasis on hand hygiene, and I think you'll find this interesting, our, uh, some friends of ours up in Canada collected some data, and they found that by using UV device disinfection near a hand sanitization system, that they actually drove hand sanitizing uh, by anywhere from 60% to 600%, and this was replicated everywhere. So by putting a UV device disinfection system next to a hand washing station and having a counter present, they showed a dramatic increase in the use of that hand washing or hand disinfection station as compared to the other uh, hand washing stations in the facility without a negative impact 
on the other um, hand-washing stations, and they were able to move that UV device disinfection system from hand-washing station to hand-washing station and replicate it. So if healthcare systems are interested in driving their hand hygiene compliance, which is typically their number one goal, one, they want to include UV device disinfection to increase their hand hygiene compliance. And two, they want to use UV device disinfection so that they're not negating the investment they're already making in hand hygiene. Uh, so I think there's a lot of exciting opportunities with UV solutions uh, in a lot of environments, but particularly in device disinfection. And I love that you guys are focusing not just on healthcare, which is it's a gotta have, not a wanna have, but all these other communal areas uh, where we can potentially transmit disease. So my hat's off to you on that. Uh, really appreciate the good work you guys are doing over there, John. And now that you've had some time in the business and uh, you've seen some of the opportunities and some of the challenges, um, if you had a magic wand knowing what you know now, what would you change about healthcare or how we handle transmission infections in the communal environment? Yeah, Brad, you hit the nail on the head. You're exactly right about the the hand washing opportunities, and that's one thing that that I've seen a, a lot. I mean, we look at the studies of of what's on cell phones or devices, and what's on hands, and what's getting circulated that way. It's almost like hand sanitizing doesn't do a whole lot without that device uh, sanitizing as well at the same time. And the one thing that always surprised me, even during the middle of the pandemic, uh, MIT had done a study looking at hand sanitizing. Uh, throughout the public, and they they took airports and looked at at the effectiveness of hand washing. They found that twenty percent of people in airports, only twenty percent, had clean hands. Um, they estimated only seventy percent of people washed their hands. Of the seventy percent that did, only fifty percent maybe did it accurately. Or, or well, wait a second, John, that doesn't matter because if you have dirty hands in the airport, you're gonna, it doesn't matter. You're going to touch a dirty bin anyway, right? So you're, you're exactly right, <laughs> and that's that's it's the same thing that happens in, in in hospitals or anywhere else. And and you know, it's just like you mentioned about the study with with your friends in, in Canada. You know, if you're doing a test on on hand washing, you have to look at all those different elements of it. Yes, hand washing is one thing. If you if, you, if you're washing hands. If public are, you know, healthcare obviously has higher standards on hand washing, at least, at least that's what we hope from the processes. But we're going to cut down on some of that spread and that bacteria build up on those devices. But if you walk into a hospital and you're sanitizing your hands, washing your hands, and you're touching a phone with 25,000 strains of bacteria, it, it's almost like hand washing didn't do anything. And so as, as far as a magic wand, it's kind of two-part. It's one, encouraging the hand washing, um, and, but following processes as well. Um, I have talked to a lot of hospitals that say, you know, hey, COVID's brought a lot of new processes for us. We follow these protocols. Uh, when you talk to some of the frontline workers, they'll say, you know, we have a process, but it's not always followed. And it's okay. Let's let's get back to that. Let's look at the opportunities. And like I said, even with, with UV, we're not going to eliminate every threat. There's always going to be bacteria. There's always going to be, you know, viral threats and, and risks um, in a healthcare environment. But where are those areas that we can really focus on and help? And so that would be my my uh, wish, I guess. Well, uh, it's a good wish, and we appreciate you fighting the good fight. Our guest is John Cole with UV360. John, if people want to find out more about these great UV products from UV360, where should they go? Uh, they can go to uv360.io, or you can check the individual brands at sterebin.com and bioguard.com. Fantastic. John, thank you for being a guest on Clean Talk today. For my guest, John Cole, I'm your host, Brad Witchurch, reminding you till next time to keep it clean.